So, you're a professional pressure washing contractor, and you're good at what you do. Putting dirt and grime in its place every day. But it's a business, and that part is hard. That's where we come in. That's where we come in. This is Under Pressure. Learn from the experts who've done it. How to run a successful, professional pressure washing business. Say that three times quick. You're about to get impactful and practical tips on how to run the business side of what you love to do. Jake Aronson as the producer a Pair Payments Production. This is Under Pressure. And this is Dave and Joey. Home services industry experts. Hey, folks, Dave Iava here from Under Pressure. Uh, we are uh, the new pressure washing uh, podcast in the industry. I'm here with Joe D'Onofrio, and I'm also here with Mark Engelbert from Precision Paint and Pressure Washing, commonly known as P3. And uh, welcome aboard, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. So, thanks, Dave. So uh, Thanks for being here, Mark. Uh, it's my pleasure, obviously. So I'm very interested uh, because our, our executive producer uh, talked to me about uh, your your background and and how you got involved in this industry and how, how you're you're really one of those those great stories of uh, you know scrounging up some equipment and then turning it into a, a very scalable company. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the mic over to you, uh, Mark, and and uh, tell us your story, how you got started, and and uh, and, and how you, you you created the ability to scale your business. All right, well. I won't give you all the boring details, but suffice to say, I started this business with a Subaru Outback with two borrowed ladders and a borrowed pressure washer. So That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Nobody rode in my passenger seat for two years. Wow. wow. Yeah, and it was, it was about eight years ago, and, and if y'all are familiar, about eight years ago, man, you could, my job in my industry went away. I was in medical sales. Okay. Yeah, suit, tie, briefcase. Hey, how are you? Let's talk about the, the you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so. <laughs> you weren't working for Pfizer, were you? <laughs> I was yeah, you not. Were, that's a mistake to leave that I, job. I met the people who were. <laughs> yeah, so the job went away, and, you know, I was scrounging, and some buddies of mine who owned a landscaping company, they said, hey, would you come help us wash this house? And I said, sure, why not? I'll do that, because they didn't want to get on a ladder. I washed my first house, and I was like, Oh, it's like the sky opened up and I knew this, this was it. This is what I wanted to do. It's that immediate gratification yeah. of having, of cleaning something. It's like, man, that looks fantastic. Right, right. So obviously having coming out of corporate and going to from a little money to no money. Yeah. Uh, but I, I had all the same bills. So, you know, I scrounged, um, I borrowed the equipment. I Vista printed some business cards, and in my free time, door to door. I went door. I'd go into a neighborhood park, and I'd walk the entire neighborhood, knocking on doors, handing out cards, knocking on doors, and I'd wash a house. And it's like, wow, somebody let me wash their house. And then <laughs> I'd wash that. And, and you know, over time, I, I got a good reputation because I'm I'm a worker bee, um, and I like what I do, and I'm fairly personable. And you know, so I bought a little more equipment, and then look, one day I bought a truck. Now there's a game changer. Right. <laughs> when you move out of the Subaru Outback to a truck, yeah. <laughs> that's and something I, right there. <laughs> yeah, and then I went from the little you know 2.7 gallon per minute homeowner pressure washer, man, and I stepped up, man. I got the four gallon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm commercial now. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I'm up there and and I'm washing and you know, and uh, do a little more, do a little more, and you know, and I'm I'm old school Dave Ramsey. You know, it's like you know, you buy it as you can afford it. You do not go in debt. Right. Yeah. You know? And so I bought all my equipment. You know, and I saved my money. And and, that, and I'm not gonna lie. Man, that first two years was peanut butter and ramen. And it's a good thing that I like peanut butter and ramen. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it was a fairly steady diet. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and then I bought my trailer and hired my first employee. And it was on. Yeah, That's built awesome. a website. I became an LLC. Yeah, yeah, I became a business it, yeah, it, yeah i went from i had a job of washing houses to i am in the business of washing houses and i was a soft washer before it ever had a term man you can't swing a stick now without hitting some guys says, i soft wash houses man yeah. i soft wash houses with a pump sprayer on a ladder wow yeah that yeah every house was 12 ladder moves right. <laughs> Hey Mark, let's let's That's go awesome. let's go back to the that that when you first hired that that first employee, right? Now you're you're out there, you're killing it, you're going straight old school, knocking on doors, you know, getting getting an opportunity to wash a house and 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 doing a great job, you know, take, taking it beyond what other people would do. Um, one of the big issues that people have when they start to to, to grow their business is, you know, that employee is never gonna is never gonna do what the owner is gonna gonna do. You know, so how do you, how did you instill your work ethic and your passion for what you were doing in that first employee to, to kind of take you to that next level? Well, and, and that's true. You know, because I have great crews now, great crews. And I go out there and, and when I go out and do it, they see the passion I have for what I do. I love what I do. But when you start out, the big part is the hiring process. You know, you find somebody you know, people with no passion have no passion. Mm-hmm. You can't instill passion. You have to find somebody who has a passion for at least something and then try to convert some passion over to what you do. Um, if you, if every day you can make them realize how important what you do is to them as well, and you can show them a future in that business. You know, not, not, I'm the first to admit, you know, not everybody wants to be a pressure washer. I never thought I did. Yeah. But if I can show you how your future can be in pressure washing, and and, and y'all may have noticed that I am naturally enthusiastic. Yep. Uh, yeah. Sometimes that rubs off. You sound, you sound like yep. a Southern yep. offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> all optimistic. You're all downhill. <laughs> uh, man, let's do it. Let's go do this thing. You know, and so you know, now I've I've hired and fired quite a few people it, the hiring process is hard it's it's i've refined it now and i know what i don't want yeah. and it once once they see how will how hard i'm willing to work to do what it takes then they're like well maybe i should step up i have a background in the military you know i i am not oh are you tired today <laughs> it's like really are you bleeding it's the phone sticking out. Right. Yeah. Rub some dirt on it and let's move. Let's yeah. go on. Yeah. And and that's our attitude towards work. Yeah. And then you you instill a culture is like, yeah, let's get it done because we're the guys you're going to call. Nobody does it better than us. That's my building. I washed that building. Nobody else could have done it like we did it. 
That's the people you look for. And that's the trick. That's your training module right there. You, know, right. you instill them that they can be the best. And if you work towards being the best, the money comes. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, you brought up some good points. For those that are listening that are starting out, maybe thinking about hiring their first employee, how much how much money were you putting away and that you were comfortable enough before hiring that first employee? You know, was was the were the finances good? You were living on ramen, you know, investing back into your business, your time, your energy. You know, for those that are starting out, what do you think's like a reasonable amount of money to have for that first hire? Because like it, you said, it, it may not go well, especially if it's your first hire, you might not do it right. You know, you're going to learn a lot by hiring that first person. How much should somebody put away before having that the, the that that money for that hire for the equipment for what they're doing? Well, the key is is yeah, all of it. You all take it. all the money you make and yeah. whatever you are not directly living on, you take that and you reinvest it into your company. Yeah. yeah. Currently, I've got multiple trucks, multiple rigs, multiple. I have no debt. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, everything gets bought cash if i can't buy it in cash i buy it where i can pay it off in six weeks yeah um so really it's not a money point you're looking at it's a work point that you're looking at are have you built your business to a degree where you have enough work to keep that employee bringing in money because if they're working they're making you money the things that people forget is that once you become a boss you're beholden to your employee to make sure that they get to feed their family. Yeah. They get paid first. Yeah, I have multiple commercial accounts, and you know, my guys get paid. You know, some of my guys are some of my accounts are 30, 60, 90 days. My guys get paid at the end of every week. Yeah, yeah. I don't get paid till somebody writes me a check. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the key is to build up your workload and you know, because when because you won't start out doing commercial most pressure washers do not you're doing residential you get paid right then and there right. yeah you, know, you catch yeah. a check or you know however it is you're running your business and so the cash flow is there as long as you have the work the cash flow is there to allow you to pay your employer and you know it's up to you how you want to pay your employees mine get paid weekly because i found that in the beginning a lot of the kinds of people that i hired needed money every week right. every week yeah. And at some point I would like to transition to the two week paycheck. That would make it a lot easier. Yeah. But you know what? It, it, that's what we do now. So I wish I had a, you know, it's like, well, once you've reached that 34.7% mark, you could go ahead. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I have no idea. You know, yeah. it's all right. I've got us up. We're going to be doing 12 houses this week. So we're going to knock out, you know, two to three a day. I can give you all the hours. I guarantee you 30. We'll probably do 40. Hell, now, man, I just try to keep them under 60. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, dealing with those employees, Mark, is um, now you're, you're down in the, the uh, Winston-Salem area. Um, yes, sir. You're, uh, you have a certain degree of seasonality, I would assume, down there. We do, and, I, and I, you've got a plan for that. Now, how do you? That's uh, exactly what I'm at. Like, what, what, what is the plan? How do you? Obviously, hours will get shorter in the winter. Um, how do you keep those guys going so you don't potentially lose them for to another another career path? You've got to be willing to do whatever it takes. All right. So when I started out, you know, obviously I didn't have a cushion, I didn't have any money, 
And so you, know, you go from pressure washing and roof clean, which we do a tremendous amount of. Um, man, do, do you hold your hands like that? Do you put them in your pockets? How, how does that work? Okay, so um, in the winter, man, gutter clean. We clean gutters. You know, we do some chainsaw work. You know, whatever you can do. And, you know, you have to explain. I tell my guys even today uh, in July, I go, winter's coming. It's like Game of Thrones, man. Winter is yeah, coming. I love it. Right. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we get to a certain point. And, you know, I I am well known to pay my guys to do work around the property, you know, just so they have hours. Right. Yeah. You do whatever it takes because if you get a good employee, a good employee is worth more than their weight in gold. Right. Um, so all you got to do is eke it. And North Carolina, it, it's a misnomer. We don't we don't really have a lot of winter. Now we get two weeks of real winter, and then you know you, if it's above forty degrees, we're working. So I'm able, you know, even back then I was able to schedule houses and get some. Now I'll admit, now there were some houses that you know we sprayed and a sheet of ice went running down the side. <laughs> Man's got it. I mean, it got clean. Got <laughs> we got it clean. It was clean. Yeah. You know, we did a good job. It just took a while, and that ice was running down. You know? <laughs> it, but you, you but it. you know, we like I said, we'll clean gutters, man. We'll, you know, we'll paint some decks. You know, whatever it takes to make the money, because our season starts back about February. Gotcha. About February fifteenth or so, it starts back. But you know, I've reached a point now in my business that you know people know me, you know, and, yeah. and they know that you know we have more free time in the winter. Like you call me in March or April, I go, I'll see you in about two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you call me today, I said I'll see you tomorrow. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True. How? So you you're talking about getting your guys hours. How are you paying your employees? Is it a salary? Is it hourly? We, is it we pay hourly. Based? I, I have offered. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to step over you. I, no, I, no. Go. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I have offered salary, but you know, I have a lot of different bonus incentives, um, and you know, salary just can't compare to what I pay. Yeah. My guys make a lot of money. I'm not gonna lie. I pay them really well. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of people with a four-year degree that don't make anywhere close to what my guys make. That's awesome. Um, this year, you know, we've gone to paid time off. There's a concept. Uh, you didn't work and you get paid. That's <laughs> awesome. You know, yeah. I, I'm trying to adjust to the new reality. Yeah. You know, if they had they not, I'm not going to go there. Um, insurance is a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We're working on <laughs> It, we, you know, that's all I can say with it, man, is I would like to offer insurance if we could find a good way to do it. You know, obviously we carry general liability and workman's comp. Um, but, you know, I would like, I would like my people to have, you know, everything that a corporation has. Yeah. You know, I tell people all the time, man, I don't want all the business. I just want all the business we can do. Right. Okay. And so you're, so you're paying hourly with incentives. Oh yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I got I got sidetracked, which is my nature. Um, there are there are certain jobs, especially in some of our commercial work, that you know I pay them hourly plus five dollars an hour to do that job. Some of them I okay. pay time and a half 
all day long to do the job because that job sucks. Yeah, because it's bad. Um, and, and it does because I do it. There is no job that any of my guys do that I will not jump in there and do it before them. As a matter of fact, I do some of them that are worse because yeah. I just don't want them to have to do it, and I want them to see that I'm willing. Um, That's awesome. But, so, yeah, are you out, you, so you're out there doing that, doing jobs with them. Oh, God, I love when I get out from behind a desk. Yeah. Man, yeah. look. But people don't realize when you start a small business and, and, and you're in the service industry, let's say, yeah. um, you, know, you do it because you love doing that thing, whatever that is. I, you know, I don't care if, it, yep. if it's Anvil building, what, you know, whatever it is. You know, but then you transition to boss and then you transition to manager. Yeah. And nobody in the world ever grows up. I want to be a manager. When I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that's that true. the truth? Dude, oh my God! It's like, oh, please, not no more paperwork. Yeah. Please, for the love of God, stop throwing paperwork at me. Yeah, yeah. It takes the it takes the joy out of what you do. I used to own three gyms, and uh, it got so big that um, you know, it got to the point where uh, right outside my window was the gym, and I I stopped working out because I didn't have time to work out, and uh, I I couldn't coach, so I got out of it, got into this business, but. Yeah, if you don't, if you if, if people don't realize that the, the the hardest part about we do things we love, and one of the toughest things is is the business can really take you away from that uh, if you're not careful. And and then there's a there's a byproduct of that too is if you if if you end up doing that too much, then you kind of lose touch with how the job is really done and how and what you how you show that to an employee and and how you deal with customers. You you kind of remove yourself from that situation. So you know, hats off to you that you stay in it. I, you know, it, my best days are the days I get to go back out and wash. Uh, you know, I enjoy it. I, I washed the house the other day. I was like, man, this is fantastic. Yep. <laughs> oh, I love this. The best part is I don't answer phone calls. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love talking to people. It's obvious I'm a people person. Right, right. I enjoy talking to people. And I love talking to people about their projects. And if, if either one of you wanted to talk about cleaning your house right now, dude, that's a whole nother podcast. Right. And I could do it all day long. Um. I love it. It's my passion. Yeah. But man, anytime I can get out and, and just wash and, you know, not talk to people and just, you know, that Zen, yep. you know, yep. putting the chemicals on and just watching it clean off. Cause it could, it, after all this time, I'm still like, wow, that really cleaned up. Of course <laughs> it cleaned up. It cleans up every single time. We do over, a, we do a thousand plus houses a year. Wow. That is you know, awesome. They all clean up. Right. Every one of them. Right. Well, just just to switch gears a little on you, Mark. Um, you know, sure. we're 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 in some some tough times um, uh, economically. Not not just in in terms of business, but in terms of uh, being able to acquire things that you need, chemicals, equipment, that sort of stuff. Um, you know, supply chains have broken down. It's it, you know, it's we're we're not living in a day. Um, we're not we're not living in a day where you know you you just get on Amazon and it's here the next day. Sometimes it might not be here for weeks. So I want I want to give you a second to think about that and how that's affecting your business. But right now we're gonna we're gonna take a quick little break, uh, pay some bills, and then when we come back, we're gonna get your insight on how you uh, how you deal with some of those uh, supply shortages and how that affects your business. So we'll be right back, guys. You certainly can't afford to give profit away for no reason. But what if I told you credit card processors may be overcharging you and robbing you of profits you've worked hard to earn? It's time to put an end to being overcharged for payment processing. It's time to take back your profits. 
That's why we've put together a free report, How to Avoid Being Overcharged by Your Payment Processor. Head over to TakeBackYourProvince.com, download the report, and put an end to being overcharged for credit card processing. You've worked hard for your sales, and you deserve to keep it. What are you waiting for? Go to TakeBackYourProvince.com and download your report today. All right, we're back. <laughs> so, Mark, <laughs> let's jump. Let's jump right in there and, and talk about some of those supply chain issues and wow, you know, you if they're affecting your business. I was sweating it there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a challenge, you know. Um, my chemical supplier, you know, uh, I, I love this story. You know, when I started my business, now obviously bleach is a component of what we use. Yeah. All right. I'd roll in there with my Subaru out back and I would buy every gallon of bleach that the Dollar General had. I'd clear out those shelves. <laughs> right. And then if I had two houses that day, that's right, I'd go to the family dollar and I'd clear them <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Oh. Now I have it delivered 500 gallons at a time. Great. Wow. Yeah, that I know. It's awesome. Like, it, 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 no one is more amazed than me, man. When I look at my business and where it is and what's going on with it, no one is more amazed than me. I, I realize that. How did all this happen? Wow. Yep. It's, it's, it's crazy. But uh, back to the question that you asked. Yeah, we are. Yeah, because our prices are going up for our supplies. You know, I just got an email the other day from my chem supplier. I uh, give a big shout out to T Kim Industrial Supply. Love them; they do a fantastic job for us. And their prices are going up because, man, the cost of their materials have gone sure. up. And, and they do what they can; they hold it to the best of their ability. But you know, and at the end of the day, we're all a business, yeah. and, and you know, it, it's a numbers game. You know, right. you got to chart, you got to make money. So, what we do now is we look at the things. It's like if, if I've got to buy one fitting, I go ahead and order three fittings. Gotcha. Uh, um, if, if I had another tank, I would order more bleach at a time. Uh, uh, when I, you stock up, you, what do I use the most of? And, you know, what do I foresee using? You know, because, you know, after a few years, you get a really good idea of what you go through and what you're mm -hmm. going to need. And yeah. you buy more of it. You know, if I buy a pressure gun, I buy four pressure guns. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm the, the. I'll be honest. I'm the worst. If I find a good pair of waterproof boots, I'll buy three pairs of them simply because I don't want the company to go out of business that sells me the boots that I like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> it is. Though. Don't you hate that? Isn't that the worst thing? You find something you really like, whether it's clothing, it doesn't matter what it is, and then you know it breaks and you're like. They don't uh, make that they anymore. Yeah, they don't make that. Oh, well, in our business, man, feet are important. There's a lot, another subject, but man, your feet get wet and then you're miserable. Man, good boots walking around yeah. all day with your feet dry and comfortable. Maybe. Dude, that's a blessing right there. Well, yeah. I, I will tell you, power washing without shoes on, I made that mistake once before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had two two cuts across the top of my foot, foot and they were red. Nice. They were red for like a like a month. Oh uh, yeah, y'all can't see it, but I've got two scars right 
right here and right there. Yeah. yeah. I, I had my hand up on a house one time and I was washing too close and I caught my hand right there and my hand blew bloomed up that big full of water. Oh no. Man, and I had to squeeze it back right, out. Right. Oh I, yeah. I, I I'm shocked. I, I, I was cleaning I have I have a small boat that we kick around on around here and I was I took my pressure wash out there to to clean it and uh, I got too close to the leather paneling and it ripped right through the leather paneling. Oh yeah, and I'm like, damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now, next time you go to what you do is you call me first, right? right yeah. And I'll walk you through it, right? And just, just so y'all know, you know, that's the service that we offer to a lot of our, you know, a lot of our clients own pressure washers. Yeah, I would say that fully 50% of the houses we wash, those people own pressure washers. What they find is it's too difficult to work with, and you only use them every now and again. It's like with most small engines and issues with ethanol, you know, the small engines don't work if you don't use them on a regular basis. Yeah. And then they find that, you know, them washing their houses takes exponentially longer than us washing your house. Yep. But so, but, but the, we offer you can call me and I will tell you step by step how to get your house washed to the best way possible and how to utilize your machine because we can't wash every house. Can't do it. Right. If even if we had all the business there is in the Winston Salem area, we couldn't do it all. Right, right. Yeah. Right. So it's customer service. What you know, awesome. going forward, you know, the the all industries change. All industries are adapting to new things. Absolutely. Um What's next in pressure washing? Like, where, what do you see as uh, avenues or new verticals that that uh, pressure washing companies can kind of grow into? Well, the cool thing is, and I, and so, well, we, we discussed soft washing there for a little bit. Soft washing is a new thing, and now everybody's a soft washer. Oh, good Lord. Um, you know, 20, 30 <laughs> of them start up every year, mm -hmm. and then at the end of every year, I buy their equipment. Um, because well, pressure washing is not that difficult, but the business of pressure washing is a bear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it make no mistake. It is a business. When you run out of friends and family to wash for now, it's a business. Right. Now it's a business. So if soft washing came in now, and I don't know, I don't even, I have no idea where y'all are, but, um, Roof cleaning is where that that's the next for our industry. Uh, roof cleaning in North Carolina, you know, I've been doing it for five years. You know, we do a lot of it, um, but it's not we haven't even touched, not even touched the surface. So many people are like, "You can clean your roof? No, you'll tear all them granules off." No, um, soft washing a roof is the best thing you can do for your roof. Right. It really is. And what is that, so? What does soft washing do for your roof? Well, you know, let, let's say you have a roof. I'm, I'm guessing you do because you're in a room. Yep. All right. Up on your roof, you've got black algae growing and you have those streaks yep. and it looks horrible. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, we can come with a soft wash application, spray it down. All that stuff just starts dissolving. It literally looks like you put a new roof on. Right. It, yeah. Your roof looks brand new. Right. Um, the downside is if you don't do it, um, first it's algae, then it's lichen. Lichen embeds itself into the gravel of your shingles and starts tearing it off. But then you get the biologics. And once the, the, the life cycle of algae and lichen form an organic base for moss to grow, and then moss grows in, it puts its roots under your shingle and breaks the bond. When catches it, you lose shingles. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Okay. People are like, 
What? Yeah, we're in yeah, we're they, in the Plymouth Cape Cod. They'll teach you the stuff. See, school. They should. Yeah, we see that yeah. near the we're we're in the Cape Cod like Plymouth area, and where you were obviously it's right on the ocean, and we see that a lot on a lot of properties where you'll drive by a beautiful house and and there's moss, especially around the chimneys or near trees. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, we see yeah, that all and, over the place, and all that is is easily fixable by somebody trying. You get somebody now. We get these guys that go up and they're like, yeah, I'll clean that thing for a hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. And they they will destroy everything you own to your plants, to your roof. Right. And you get what you get. There's, there's no real shortcuts. You need, if you're doing it, and I don't mean to be a, a commercial for our roof cleaning. Yeah. I, I love the roof cleaning industry, but how to say this, there are some less than ethical people who do what we do. Yeah. Well, that's it, a, that's any home services industry. It really is. You really you know, home do need to look different. look at the um, um, the reviews. Look at the company. Right. How long they've been in business? Yeah. If you see a company that's been in business for a year and they've got a hundred reviews, <laughs> I could get another hundred reviews tomorrow. Yeah. Should I care to pay for them? Yeah. Yeah. There's services that yeah. get you yeah. all kinds of reviews. All kinds of reviews. Right. I literally watched that happen one time. Somebody who got in the roof clean business within two weeks, they had fifty reviews on wow. the. It's like I've been doing this for years, man. It's tough to get a review. It is, yeah, you because know, people are burned out on them. Because you know, you guys probably buy Amazon like my wife buys Amazon. Yeah, you know, it's like it comes in and everything we buy is like, hey, did you like that nice, nice blah blah blah? What would you rate? Yeah, and you just get you don't want to see it. You get to, you know, I bought it, leave me alone. Right, right. Um, you know, it's the same way in our business. You know, we we have a lot of really good reviews. And we have a lot of good customers, but man, that that is the bane of our existence. Just keep the reviews flowing because that that's part of how you're listed in Google, and, and yeah. it's part of the bit. Yeah, it's a large part of the business. Right. It just is, and yeah. we're we're grateful for every star that we get. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, what, one last question for you, Mark, is um, sure taking like, you know, there's there's a there's a barrier to entry in every business. This one isn't too bad. Um, no, it is not. So a lot of people who are working for a living and are looking to start a, a new career or they just want to do something on their own. Um, how do they how do they like what's the best best way to start scaling? You know, they got into it. They're cleaning some houses. They're getting some people outside of their buddies and their and their family. Um, and they've, they're turning it into a business, but what's the next step? How do you scale up? How do you, how do you start getting to that point where you could have three or four guys and you can start your outreach is better. And how are you finding those new customers and, and, and through that growth? And, um, is it, is it, do you, do you spend a lot of time on, on, on trying to capture referrals? What, what's the, what's the way, what's the starting point to scale? For what's the magic product? formula? What's that? Yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. What's the, tell us? Give us the give us the, give us the, the secret. Stuff. Yes, I can give away all of my secrets. <laughs> uh, look, man, there, there's no magic for the the key is to go out and build repeat business and word of mouth and just keep building on what you have. Um, don't do it the way I did it. All right, there's tons of customer relationship management software out there. Use it. Use technology in your favor. I, you know. I started, I was like, oh, they're in my phone. <laughs> right. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yes, I scheduled you on Google schedule. My, Google, my Google calendar. calendar. <laughs> awesome. 
Uh, you get you some good software, you know, save your people, learn how you can start doing some marketing on your own. We've gone now, we've hired a marketing company because we're ready to go. There are phases in this business. If you're going to do this business, go to one of the conventions, go to the classes. There are people who are titans. I'm talking titans of this industry. People that I look up to and are like, Yes, I want to be you. You are my spirit animal. And they will teach you how to be them. And so you reach a point that you've got your one truck, you're ready to move to that second truck. Well, now you're going to have to spend a little more money on advertising. All right. And be smart about it. And and there, there, there are more people, I venture, that will sell you advertising and ways to grow your business than there are people running businesses. And just go on Facebook and look. I'm, they, they will sell you That's everything. True. But the the reality is that you know you not no one method works because if it did, we would all do it. Yeah. In some areas, like up in the northwest uh, or uh, northeast where you are, um, yard signs work really well. They're not as prominent down here. They don't work as well facebook has always been my friend but you know people it's not as friendly as it used to be i'm looking for the next keep contact with your contacts all right um people forget who i I, and i know this comes as a shock that anyone could forget me all right I, i i i i'm there's a lot of me. I'm, I'm hard to forget. <laughs> uh, but you know, they just like, man, I was going to call you and I couldn't remember who you were. Don't ever let them forget who you are. Yeah. No one should ever go, that Mark, what does he do for a living? Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, you will know what I do for a living. Man, if it's your business, and, and let me tell you that there are a ton of people that start out as a sideline, especially police officers and firemen that do this business, that you know, they have a lot of downtime and they do it and, and become very successful. Right. The, the, build your plan. Save your money. Buy the right equipment. So you're ready to go to that, that next. Make sure that you have, you know, Someone that can help you with your office. Man, the day I hired an accountant is the best day of my life other than watching my kids <laughs> be born. Oh, my God. Amen, that, right? That's that true. That's true story right there. That is a true story. I had a room filled with receipts. Yep. And I didn't know what any of them were doing. It's like, I don't, I don't know. Receipts. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm not supposed to. Yeah. That first time I got a $21,000 tax bill. Wow. Well, perhaps I'm doing this wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that. But, it, but it's planning. If you're making money and you want to continue to make money, you need to plan right. to grow. I mean, don't. It's like, oh, I need 32 lug nuts for next. No. You know, think about your business. Right. But, you know, think about the scale of your business. If you're doing it this way now, what's it going to take to do the next? Because the next involves more equipment. It involves more personnel and more it involves more support personnel. Right. How much do you want to pay support personnel? And are those support personnel making you money? Right. Amen. Because at the end of the day, or it's, not, it's not how much you earn, it's how much you keep. Money. Yeah. You know? It, yes. We that's a whole nother soapbox, right? Yeah, there. it is. <laughs> I remember the first time my account said, Yes, we saved you twenty six thousand dollars this year. I was like, <laughs> yes, you are worth every right. penny. Everything. I paid. Right. 
Oh, God. Well, um, you know, what are some, uh, you know, final question here. Uh, what are some of the... Sure. Another final another question? Another final question. This is a great, this is a great podcast. I'm happy we got you. Uh, but I don't want to let you go yet. Uh, you know, what are what are some resources that people could look into um, to get started in this industry? Um, are, are there websites that, that are there, are there mastermind groups? What are, what are some things that people can do to kind of, you know, get the information? Our pressure washers are not masterminds. All right. Masterminds will teach you, you know, business and marketing and blah, blah. All right. There are a bajillion pressure washing groups. Yep. Man, you can go on Facebook, you can go on YouTube, but you've got to have discernment. All right. Because a lot of these guys are selling something. They will sell you some equipment. Mm -hmm. They want to sell you a way of doing, a sell you a system right. of work. Yeah, not all systems work for everybody. Man, there's a half dozen different ways to apply chemicals. And you know, I know them all. I, I've done them all. I use the one that works for me. I've got good friends in this industry and, and even some that you know I am fortunate enough to mentor that don't like my system at all yeah. and use their, their own. And it works for them. You find what works for you. You listen to the people who have succeeded, not the people who's like, oh, look at my shiny new rig. No, man. Well, one, one of the guys that I look up to says, you got time to polish your rig. You ain't working that much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man, Is my stuff looks like stuffing. <laughs> you know, and that's because we were, man, when my guys drag in at the end of the day, I'm lucky to get them, uh, get, get them to get the bag of pork rinds out of the front of the truck. Right. Yeah, you know, it's awesome. Right. They're they're done. Yep. They're, they're literally done. So, but there are Facebook, YouTube, there's a ton of information about what we do, but look at the guys who are successful at it. Not the guys that want to show you the bright and shiny in the system, right. but the guys who are making money, right. real yeah. money. The guys that I follow make millions right. doing this. One of the guys that I follow, if I can mention his name, his name is Rob Anderson. He's in Maryland. You know, and he's in a town smaller than the one I am in. And he makes a million dollars a year pressure washing and hanging Christmas lights. Awesome. That's my spirit animal, boys, right there. Yeah. If you can make that kind of money in a town smaller than mine, then you're doing something right. right. Yeah. You know, those are the people that I follow. The people I want somebody smart. If you're smarter than me, I will follow you wherever you want to go. Right. Well, and Mark, I think you bring up a great point. And, and for those starting out, they need to be skeptical of who you're listening to on these Facebook platforms because everybody has a voice. And you really need to peel back the layers a little bit and make sure that those people are real. Do some research on them. Make sure that they have the business that you would one day want or the level of business, the money in the business, the type of business, the revenue. Because we're on Facebook groups all the time, especially in the home service industry. And it's amazing how people give advice. They're a one-man shop. They have never hired an employee. And they're telling people how to do right. the business side of things. Right. So just make sure whoever you're listening to that they have the fruit on the tree, because that's good. That those are the difference makers. Those who are you? Those are the people that you want to hear from, not just a random person that you don't even know about who's spewing some information on Facebook. Do some research on these people if you're going to take their advice and and because we don't do this. I mean, 
Some of us do this because we're passionate, but we do this because this provides a living and provides a means for us to put food on the table for our families. So be cautious who you're taking advice from and, and do some research on that. I love that point, Mark. That was great. Absolutely. Wait, wait, wait to take everything I just said and make it succinct. <laughs> make it succinct. That's a word I haven't heard put with Joey before. That's that's great. <laughs> well, well, folks, you know this has been a this has been a great educational experience. Mark, thanks so much for taking your time and, and joining us. And uh, if you want uh, more content like this, push that subscribe button. Join the crew. Um, we're lucky today because we had Mark and, and Joey and both have built very successful businesses in their industry. Joey's uh, built a, a very successful home inspection business and Mark, obviously, a, in the pressure washing industry. Um, and the great thing about these guys and, and just from my experiences with them is uh, you, you've, you've heard Mark say it over and over again is he, he's always looking to learn. He's always looking to grow. And uh, there's, there's an old expression that he uh, he who knows everything knows nothing. And um you know, moving forward, if, if you have any questions out there for Mark or Joey, we'll make sure we'll get those questions answered for you. Just, uh, you know, comment below and we'll get those questions to them and see if we can get them answered. And uh, guys, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you having on. Oh, man, it was so much my pleasure. Great. Thanks, well, Mark. We'll see you soon. All right, let's hope. Take care, guys. Take care, gentlemen. You've been listening to Under Pressure with Dave and Joey, the home service industry experts. A pair payments production. You're good at what you do. But the business side of our industry can be difficult. And that's where this show comes in. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. And we hope you had fun along the way. We know we did. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram at Under Pressure Podcast. See you next time.